What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast. It's episode number 30. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Ace. Hello. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Okay, thanks. Yay! <laughs> been a while. Uh, Crock it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so, sorry it's been so long. Um, it, I, uh, I managed to survive Valentine's Day only to come, uh, succumb to jury duty. And then I spent, you know a little over two weeks on jury duty. And so now here we are finally back um, with a uh, clear conscience and um, <laughs> a little catching up to do. Um, so let's jump into the catching up to do um, with some news. Uh, starting today, which is uh, Thursday the 9th, uh, PS4 update 4.5 is out um, mm-hmm. with uh the unfortunately named boost mode instead of beast mode, um, but multiple other features. Um, have you guys had a chance to mess around with it yet? We both got it. Ace was prodding me to get it, and I caves to peer pressure, <laughs> and I got it. So, so you're really loving this new update, huh? Well, I turned it on and I installed it, and then I was like. Okay, well, I don't have anything else to do on my PS4 right now, so it's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I got the nag on my smartphone first because obviously the new apps came out, the communities and the message uh, yes. one to accompany mm-hmm. it. Because now, when you get a party invite, you can reply on your messages app and say, uh, "Yeah, I'll join later," or "Go away," whatever the two <laughs> default ones are on there, which is something. Oh, nice. Yeah, still like to have had maybe full party support on them because. Yeah, just because you're not at your console doesn't mean you maybe can't contribute something to the chat, but hey-ho, that's Ah, me. But when I was reading the patch notes, I discovered that if you have an Xperia, you can can join parties by remote play. So that's something. Yeah, if you've got the remote play app, yeah. Mm. I just wonder, Uh, if they can do it for the Xperia, I suppose it's, it's exclusivity, isn't it? It's a shame they don't do it for iOS and Android. Possibly. Maybe sometime. Yeah. Um yeah, it's not bad. Um I I need to get the headset VR headset out and see what improvement you actually get with the um with the update to the um cinematic mode cuz mm. it is quite jarring when you come out of the 3D and yeah, the the screen that everyone else sees just looks hideous by comparison. Oh, um, that reminds me. I think they um they added uh 3D Blu-ray viewing in VR. Right. Yes. Yeah, would you have any? Yeah, I know. I've got to find them now. I might have in like the multi pack of you get a 3D and a 2D, and maybe even a DVD copy around somewhere. Mm-hmm. See, see if that works. Just put on more. your 3D glasses and look around until everything doesn't look red and blue anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> shake your head a little bit. Um, one one thing I was a little worried about was the notifications. They've now lumped all the all the notifications together in one list. They got rid of all those categories on the left-hand side. Although oh, like the Vita. Yeah, although there are two hidden ones. If you hit the options button, you can filter it down to just downloads or uploads, mm. whichever one you want to choose. But I don't know, I quite liked having all the sort of friend requests, new downloads, uploads and um all the other ones like news from PlayStation which I don't think ever actually had anything on it, but <laughs> There, there, there were a few categories there, and it was nice to be able to see them sort of separated out. The how-to tips yeah. in their own little section, because sometimes I wanted to go back and refer to them, or I'd like, yeah, I'll read that later, but not right now. But mm-hmm. now they're all just 
you scroll down, you can see them all now, just randomly in the middle of probably a lot of installs and a lot of messages things. So, yeah, not sure. I like that. I think it would be nice to make that a preference, so you know people can decide for themselves if they want it or not. But um, yeah, right, we know. were discussing this earlier, and um, I think it, it, I can kind of see. I'm kind of with you in the fact that I think it's a bit of a downgrade, but the main benefit of it is just the straight simplicity and also i'm now realizing that it's got a bit of a social media kind of um edge to it because not edge uh theme to it because it's so edgy well <laughs> that that was a poor choice of words but <laughs> it's got like um well if anything it's got a social media backbone i suppose because yeah everything here now becomes fleeting whereas before you had the categories that meant you could go and find previous messages whereas now it's like well the latest one is the only one that matters um and mm-hmm. if you want to go find something historic good luck um scroll down yeah um but it's got that kind of social media feed theme hmm i guess that's okay i haven't really played around with it much yet um <clears throat> i i basically uh, the only reason i updated this morning was actually because I was looking for something to watch while I ate my breakfast. <laughs> um, and then I, and then I promptly jumped into uh, horizon. So I haven't actually toyed around with it much, Yeah, uh, but yeah, I have to, to mess around with it and see what I think of these notifications. I, I did like having the separate categories though. I don't think that they were all really particularly necessary. I, I think maybe getting rid of the stuff that was unnecessary or maybe confusing may, would have made more sense than to scrap kind of that whole thing altogether. Um, yeah. Well, in many but, ways, they still kept the downloads and uploads tab in. Like you have to go through it, to it through options now. Oh, okay, but it's kind of like oh. there's three now. Yeah, I mean, and realistically, those are the ones that I use most often. You know, mm. if I'm keeping track of a download or if I need to upload something um, online so I can use it for like sometimes for a review or whatever, then um, that's what I use those for. So, um, but we'll see like something like this is, I think the value of it would only really be um, in the ease of use. Like you need to use it over a period of time and just, you know, see if it really makes things as fussless as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the highlights of this update for a lot of people are going to be finally the external hard drive support and the PS4 yeah. Pro boost mode. It's only for PlayStation yep. Pros. I also nice. um, noticed that, get that Yeah, there's uh, some updates for ShareFactory, not major ones, but if you're someone who likes or uses ShareFactory, um, you'll want to read those notes because there's some yeah. there. I'm seeing more videos made with that. Um, just, just uh, k- kind of interesting that uh, a lot of places um, have started using the basic Share Factory stuff. Um, just whenever they make a video, like your your intro or outro, or whatever, is actually just from Share Factory, mm. um, which I think is kind of neat to see people using it. Uh, mm. It's obviously made things a lot simpler i think for people who make videos even if you are already making videos i think it's made it simple enough that the time saved doing it is actually valuable yeah um, so that's pretty cool well it's an option for um everyone to edit and make videos of extreme complexity on their mm-hmm. ps4 without expensive hundreds of dollars 
specialist software on your computer and your computer might not be powerful enough to run it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yep. So on the external hard drive, do you think there's going to be a lot of people going out to that? I mean, I know probably the ones who are desperate probably already upgraded their hard drive on the PlayStation. But that, I mean, I've not done yeah. it, but I'd imagine that's a bit of a faff because of having to restore and transfer licenses and things and all that lot. It's probably not as easy as just picking up a drive and, and shoving it in, formatting it to be a bit more extra storage. But there is a caveat with this that they don't mention. You know, you can only put media files, applications, and games on it. You can't transfer game saves. So you're you're still tied in to that PlayStation Plus online um, service for... But you, know, you can back up the game files. saves to USB, um, USB, regular USB storage. Yeah, which which makes it even stranger, I think. Right. I don't know if maybe it's just like some kind of formatting thing. Is it maybe just that uh, game saves are saved in a very particular format that just doesn't gel with um, all of the other data that's being stored? Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like a strange way to do that. <laughs> yes, I guess it's because when you copy to USB, it's kind of like a backup, whereas mm-hmm. these plug-in drives are like... Uh, an alternative to the internal drive or an extension mm-hmm. to the internal drive. Um, yeah. So you wouldn't want save sick on there and then your game having to decide where to choose from. I mean, if you've used Xbox 360, it kind of had that problem. Every time you start gotcha. your Xbox 360, you've got the cloud and the internal hard drive and you have to choose where to load your save from. And it's even worse mm-hmm. if you have one of the slims because there's an internal drive as well. So then you've got three options to choose from. And if you yeah, haven't played I it, I like that right. option actually. I liked having plenty of places to run another copy from, but then that's me. <laughs> but why would you yeah. need another copy other than a backup? Especially when a lot of games have multiple slots. Case, well, in case something goes wrong with getting a trophy, and you 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 don't want to have to lose that. And... Yeah, I think I think you're um, you're probably in a minority in that. Like that's a very particular particularly small group of people that need it for a very particular reason whereas most people just really i think want the simplest system possible for their saves Mm. um and then the ability to either back it up or move it easily um and i don't think having multiple sources is necessarily important aside from those instances yeah Um, though in the interest of um fairness of information i did hear the same thing from another gamer today so it's surprising me to hear it twice but yeah, that's well, we've we've all been there. I've 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 maybe manipulated my saves by sending stuff to the cloud or whatever. So I yeah, I, I do that on occasion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but again, in simplicity, you know. Mm. There's a few um, other good little things in there that um, I don't know if they're gonna, people are going to spot straight away. But you know, they've improved the party options in the quick menu, so it saves mm. you having to sort of come all the way out and go into that for some bits and. Um, you can now put in, um, you know, your, you can now write your own post statuses, which is interesting because that opens up a whole can of worms for moderation for Sony, I should think. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, but you could always write comments and stuff like that, so I'm sure they'll yeah. they'll be ready for that. Yeah, yeah. so there's, I think there's probably there's probably already a report button, isn't there? Let's hope their mm-hmm. modding team are ready for that influx. Um, yep. And custom wallpaper, so you can now set. Um, background wallpaper. I was getting a bit confused by this because I hadn't actually noticed in the 4.0 update the um, the custom backgrounds for your user bit. So oh, I yeah. thought that had turned up in this one, but that had actually been there since 4.0. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I finally get, I got around to doing a um, background image for my user. But yeah, you can now do the, the whole 
cardboard paper background for like the X and B menu. Yeah, is I it found one at the time. PlayStation Three. That's that's technically PS3. I don't know yeah. that this has a name. <laughs> the, the PlayStation Four version of the X and B. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can now change that, which is which is nice. It's good. So if mm. something's coming out and you're keen for it, you can sort of customize your background there and not have to wait for um, Sony themes and things. Yeah. What, what were you saying, Prince? I found a cover image for my profile at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, it was a new feature, and I just kind of was looking for something to put on. And after I found it and I put it on, ever since then, I just can't bring myself to change it because I like it so much. It's so fitting. Yeah, yeah. I, I went and slapped some Journey screenshot on there. <laughs> so it was, it was hard to argue with that. I put it up there. I was like, it just, it looks so good. How yeah, you just can't think it. <laughs> Yeah, that that sort of uh, sweeping yep. panoramic uh, shot because you know you only get so much of the screenshot in there anyway, so uh-huh. it does look like a panoramic shot. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like an ultra anyways, wide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, that's that's neither here nor there. So uh, this update should be live now. You should be able to download that right now and check that out and have fun with your wallpapers and all that. Um, also. Um, we got a bunch of information about the future of Destiny. Um, we have found out that uh, Destiny 1 will be supported for the near future. They didn't really specify how long that was, but they did seem to indicate that they like the idea of you being able to go back and play Destiny 1 after you've played Destiny 2. Um, they discussed what would carry over to Destiny 2 from the first and what you will be doing in Destiny for the um, foreseeable future. So, um, do either of you play Destiny at all, or played Destiny at all? Nope. Not I a Destiny fan. I played no. it once upon oh. a time. How about you? I I played an unhealthy amount of Destiny. So, <laughs> um, I I I put it well. I mean, it kind of worked out at, at the time. I like didn't have a whole lot of money, so I wasn't buying a whole bunch of games, and I was just like, well, you know what? This will keep me entertained. So, mm-hmm. you know, it worked out. Um, but. Uh, so in the near future, they are doing what they are calling the Age of Triumph, which, once again, they're bringing back the uh, record book. Um, so you can fill that up and get you know various uh, title cards and, and um, icons and things to use for your um, profile and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I believe some of that stuff will actually carry over into Destiny. Like, if you unlock that stuff in this they will keep track of some stuff for destiny two for, you know, whatever achievements you made in destiny one, uh, and certain elements will carry over. However, most stuff it appears will not, um, none of your, um, power or, uh, gear, I think, and your, um, eververse stuff, which is mostly premium stuff will be carrying over so basically you're just going to be taking your character however they happen to look um and taking that with you so good stuff yeah yeah well uh, some people are really pissed off about the idea that you know they spent all this time accruing all of this gear and power over the past you know three years and it's going to get tossed to the side and it's like I'm not really surprised by that like this this is kind of old hat for an RPG you know you don't start uh, Mass Effect 2 with all of your powers from Mass Effect 1, you know, it just doesn't happen. Or at the very least, things change, change drastically enough that, like, that power is inconsequential. And that's already happened three times with 
Destiny's various expansions, you know, and you get something and it's like, oh, yeah, so I got all this stuff and then it changes and the power level goes up and yeah, you may still technically have whatever you had from before, but it's not necessarily good stuff. So it's like, uh, you know, I understand, like, I would love to take that stuff with me, but... At the same time, I don't know what you necessarily expected from that. I mean, that that's kind of it's Destiny Two. It's not an expansion. They they're obviously going to be changing. Well, I mean, you would hope that they're going to be changing fundamental elements of what Destiny is. So, yeah. first world problems, isn't it? Kind of, <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be nice. Obviously, <clears throat> if something transferred over, because just a little thing, maybe just to get some yeah. point to the previous one. But yeah, you, you you're not going to be able to take the whole lot with you that's absurd yeah i mean it would make sense to take some like cause like they're taking the way your character looks but it doesn't seem like they're gonna be taking the armor but like you've got like the various cloaks and stuff which are technically armor but why not bring some of that stuff over you know i think that'd be cool but um so I guess that's uh, that's it for destiny corner if you happen to be a destiny fan hopefully um you're not too disappointed by that um uncharted lost legacy has finally received uh some they've revealed some details about the upcoming standalone expansion um have you uh heard anything about this i had a a little look through the story but crucially i didn't see a release date so i stopped looking yeah they they have not I don't think they've said anything about specifically when it's going to be coming out. Um, but it is, so you will be able to pick it up uh, as a standalone, or if you got, I think, the season pass for Uncharted 4. I'm not 100% sure. There was um, something but, like that, yeah. Yeah, you would be able to get this for free as an addition to uh, Uncharted 4. Um, so that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, they did discuss a, a bunch of um, details about how so the the main character is going to be Chloe. Um, Do we need a spoiler warning? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, they didn't really reveal anything because it's like a separate story kind of. Right. Um, so I don't think it's going to spoil anything from Uncharted Four necessarily. Um, no, did they but, reveal anything spoilery for the story of um, the Lost Legacy in the detail? Uh, I don't think so. They kind of talked more about. Th- themes mostly um i mean there's i'm sure you know you you could be spoiled on on some of the stuff um but really the it boils down to chloe's going to be the main character um nadine is going to be kind of a supporting character uh a la you know like sully (laughs) um and it's going to get into uh chloe's uh heritage i guess um She's she's Indian, so I guess they're going to get into that and uh, a bit of the Hindu myths and things like that. So that should be interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. Uh, I mean, I'm just sure it'll be good, and I'm going to want it. So well, and that's the that's the thing is like, who wants uh, too many details on it, anyways? You know, yeah. just just I, I appreciate that you've laid the groundwork. Like you go into an Uncharted game, you know that it's going to be Drake and probably Sully and Elena and whatever else. And so if it changes, it's worth noting. You know, okay, it's going to be Chloe and Nadine, and it's going to maybe go into this kind of general direction. But at that point, I'm kind of I'm set. I'm good. You don't need to tell me anything else. I just want to experience the story. Mm. So, I mean, for the record, I still haven't forgiven them for um, 
the survival mode and the way they nerfed everything. Uh, yeah. I still haven't made it playable. But, you know, I mean, I'm going to want to play it. I just don't know if I want to give them my money out the gate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a minor thing, I think, for most people. <laughs> I mean, Uncharted is a story game. So yeah. ho- hopefully, I don't know. It'll be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. No question. Yeah. Um, so whatever you may think about uh, Hello Games and their latest game, No Man's Sky, uh, Hello Games is starting a, a funding project called Hello Labs um, to help people with uh, experimentally focused games and um, building worlds using math. So basically uh, games that uh, have a sort of focus um, towards procedural generation, they're opening themselves up to help uh, other developers with that. Um, They are looking to uh, provide funding and support for one or two projects at a time, uh, and they are currently already uh, supporting at least one game. So. That's pretty cool. Uh, I find it funny how um, the maths has an, uh, a brackets around the S. Yeah, yeah, it's a little self-deprecating humor, I think. <laughs> Internationalism taking too much of a grip on a quote. Yeah, I guess. Um, but you know, that's I, I guess it's whatever you may think of their previous game. Uh, you know, at least they're trying to be productive with uh, all the money they made from that i guess Mm. Um, hopefully it'll turn their image around a little bit but we'll we'll see we'll see because the last thing they want is to um have you know funded and supported a game and have it come out like um no man's sky did that would be really unfortunate yes Mind you, um, they couldn't they couldn't do much worse, could they? Unless maybe no. they uh, released a a uh, survival based game on it, and maybe started doing pachinko machines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be awful. Yeah. No man, no man, sky pachinko. <laughs> um. All right, and then uh, it, it, I totally forgot to put this on the list, but it did pop into my head. Um, Sony is ending PlayStation Now support for. Uh, PS3, Vita, etc. Um, oh yeah. So basically, basically, PlayStation Now is only going to be available on PS4 and uh, Windows PC, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that includes um, um, the TVs are being discontinued. So I mean, support on the TV, the play, Sony TVs, right? Yeah, it was on um, 2013, 14, and 15 Sony Bravia TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is kind of interesting. Um, so. Uh, the deadline for uh, the 2016 Bravia TVs is actually earlier. Um, so uh, most devices will lose that um, functionality starting on uh, August 16th, I guess. So after August 15th on 20, uh, of 2017. But the um, 2016 Bravia TVs, for some reason, uh, is that's going to um, disappear on April 1st. Not entirely sure. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Um, but uh, this doesn't particularly surprise me, I guess. Um, I mean, by the way, if anyone was wondering about Mac support, their FAQ says that there isn't 
but they are evaluating Mac support, but have nothing to announce this time. Though that was probably when the fact was originally published. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's uh, like I don't imagine many people were really using it. I mean, I don't know anybody that used it. Oh no, that's not true. Uh, Munch Munch used it at one point just just to check it out to see what it was like. Um, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I the reasoning to concentrate on PlayStation Four. I mean, it's. It's it's a client. I mean, all right, fair enough. Say you know we can't be bothered with the complications of doing it in a TV, but yeah. to kill off support for PlayStation Three Vita, yeah, maybe even like the Samsung, the Sony Blu-ray models as well, um, just seems kind of like I know they, they don't have a lot of faith in it. It's maybe it's not doing very well, or because yeah, that's I, my reaction to cull it that much. I could maybe forgive yeah. it for yeah, forget the TVs, but. Kill off the rest of it. That seems rather drastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to take a stab and say it's maybe a, just a simplicity thing. I mean, realistically, a PS4 and a PC are pretty similar in architecture, so it's probably comes down to. I mean, when you look at everything else, all of these other items. I, I mean, I don't know how a smart TV is actually built, but I can't imagine that it's too similar to a PC. Um, so I'm imagining in some way it probably simplifies what they have to do on the, um, on their back end to make it work, um, to make it communicate and whatever. But, um, I mean, it's, it, a, it's a streaming client, isn't it? It shouldn't have to cope with a lot. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just thinking if you, if you take something like Netflix, can you imagine if they just started dropping a lot of support for different devices, there'd be an uproar, wouldn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of the thing is like, um, just, because uh, IGN stopped supporting their app for PS3 like a year and a half ago, but nobody gives a crap, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like Netflix, absolutely, people would flip out. Um, but if you're using one of these other platforms for this, I, I can't imagine that there's enough people that it's it's worth it to do that, you know? So, I mean, I don't know if it's like, like PS4 and, and PC – you know, people have, that are looking for new game experiences are gravitating towards those platforms, whereas the rest of them are older platforms, except for maybe the TVs. You know, like the PlayStation 3 and the Vita aren't offering a whole bunch of new experiences, really. So, I don't know, maybe people just aren't subscribing. Um, but it, it's also, uh, didn't uh, Microsoft just announce a um, sort of competitor to this? Yeah. I was right? thinking I mean, it's, you reminded me. The, I mean, the, the timing is kind of uh, uncanny, really. Yeah. Um, so, but because what they're doing is they provide like a library of like 100 games, which will change kind of like Netflix, but it's not streaming. Um, as long as you're subscribing, you get to actually download these games to your Xbox One or whatever, and or, or PC. I think it goes to PC too. Um, and just play them locally without having to stream them. Um, and that sounds like it would be a much better functionally system <laughs> but strangely maybe i don't know i feel yeah, like we'll see. these days um if you have enough bandwidth to download a 50 gigabyte file you mm. probably have the infrastructure to stream at an okay quality um yeah obviously exceptions are out there but generally i think people that have would have no chance streaming are probably the people that would have no chance downloading huge files as well Maybe, maybe I could leave that going overnight. But I mean, it, I guess it depends on the type of game. Single player, you probably don't mind so much. But if you know something like a competitive 
Call of Duty or something multiplayer, you wouldn't want to be in the streaming side because you've got no hope. Right, which makes more sense, I think, for for Microsoft because that is kind of their bread and butter is multiplayer. You know, it's like they make a, uh, several games that have stories, but you know, Halo and Gears and you know, they, they have multiplayer too, and that ends up being a large part of that service. So, in which um, case, it would be a huge boon for them because this is not included or gold does not include this and this does not include gold so you'd be have to be paying for both services subscriptions yeah to, uh, yeah to do that mm-hmm. um and I, I don't know if maybe like you you did have a good point you know if you have the bandwidth to download a 50 gig game then you probably have the bandwidth for streaming that game but the reliable that- of the connection, I guess. But right, I was going to say it's more of a perception thing. Like, I, I don't know that most people would realize that. Like, I, that thought didn't really occur to me. And I, I got a pretty good internet setup, and I, I wouldn't have done it just because of latency. But I, even though I've heard that latency is generally pretty good, I still haven't taken the plunge because you know I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe there's a a perception problem too of people trying to stream games, even though people stream so much these days, you know, maybe there's yeah. just some kind of perception breaking that for whatever reason. It's the two-way interaction and timing, isn't it? It's right. more than streaming music or streaming a movie. Yeah. yeah. If I remember, yeah, if I remember correctly, um, this was maybe a year ago, I was reading something about um, Microsoft. I think Phil Spencer was talking about streaming and it might have been at the last E3. They were talking about um they're working on various technologies uh for streaming because uh to sort of compensate for that uh, the input lag and basically what they were doing was um they they were using horsepower on the back end on the server to sort of like calculate the most likely action of the player or you know several most likely actions so that it would have those things primed on the back end for whatever the player um, decided to do. And it could just, it could feed that to the player faster. Um, (laughs) And so apparently, I mean, they were seriously researching streaming that kind of information and yet they decided to go with something else. So probably because someone called it project Skynet. Yeah. Right. (laughs) About the power of the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, wow, okay. your your Dravatar's a real dick. He just killed the entire human race. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a question, though. So it includes the PlayStation TV. Now, I don't have one. Does that mean that is now useless, or what can you still do with that? Uh, PS TV. No, that's yeah. for playing Vita, isn't it? Vita games. Yeah. Yeah, it's the little... Um, it's like the... It was $100. Um, and it just... It, it's an HDMI connection to your TV that lets you play Vita games on your TV. It's um, funny. It's so you I can play Vita oh, okay. games. don't want anything that's good about the Vita. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The exactly. screen, the touch, the portability. Like, I mean, uh, I'm just going to have like a really low res game on my big screen. That's, that's sort of true. Like, but to me, I mean, the, the awesome thing about Vita was, were the quirky games or whatever. And I'm not a huge, um, handheld person. I'd much rather play on a TV. So like, for a Disgaea game that happened to be on Vita or whatever, um, then I'd be able to play it on a TV. But mm. yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Does it? I thought I thought it was like you know, like the Sky Q, where you could you could you could use it to stream your PlayStation game to another TV, like you would 
do that. I suppose some people might have to use that. You can stream your PS4 with PSTV. Right. So it is essentially a Vita. Um, It's a little Vita box, and you connect a a controller to it and plug it into your TV. And uh, but otherwise, it it operates exactly like a a Vita. So you could stream by remote play stream from your ps4 to your ps uh tv yeah so that was one mode and i thought the other mode was the playstation now because that's where you got all the other games from and that was it it was just kind of it's like it's like a front end receiver for your tv for something sending to it either the ps4 or the ps now but you're saying that the ps vita could also send to it or do you mean it just acts like a vita it it is a vita It, it is like you you downloaded games onto it. You could take the uh, memory card out of your Vita and put it into your PlayStation TV and use it that way. Uh, it was actually Vita hardware in there. So the uh, functions of, of like PlayStation Now and Remote Play, those worked because it was a Vita, not like that's uh, not what it was actually designed for. Uh, right. That was, those were just ancillary benefits. Oh, that's not great then. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what it was. Okay. Well, yeah. the device was pretty naff anyway, I reckon. So, do you think yeah. that's as, as support stop for that? Is that going to go out the window as well now, do you think? For the, uh, I mean, I think that's right off already. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's it's a Vita, so it's kind of already dead. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, well, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, so. That's unfortunate. Uh, it is worth uh, mentioning that, obviously, if you have a subscription to PlayStation Now, you definitely want to consider how that is going to work in the future, because if you are using one of these devices, you may not want to continue having that subscription. So if you have... Well, yeah, you know, not a, if you don't have a PlayStation 4 or a PC. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, if you happen to have a Sony yeah, 2016 Sony Bravia TV, that's going to be up on April 1st. So you may want to, I don't know, cancel it now. Um, and, and let it just expire whenever rather than pay for an entire month that you might not be able to use it. Um, even though I'm sure there's probably a very limited number of people that are using it in that manner. Um, in the it's, UK, worth, right? it's worth mentioning. If you have yeah. um, the subscription for a device that's been discontinued, I'm pretty sure that you'd have rights to cancel. Mm. Just under the, the fact that they are no longer providing the service that you paid for. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. It's kind of less value for money now. You can't use it on as many devices, but I presume they're not discounting the price. No, certainly not. I'm, I'm no, sure they're not. Never, never. Well, you can the, <laughs> they'll, they'll wait six months and raise the price to and, and say, well, this is more expensive than we thought. So, <laughs> um, all right. Um, so just a couple of real quick uh, other news things. Uh, we're not going to linger too much on those, I don't think. Um, but Neo has passed 1 million units sold, and as mm-hmm. a result, uh, you will be able to download a free, really bright golden samurai armor for free in the game. Um, as of update 1.04, I believe. Uh, and Bling. Yes. Um, and the they did extend um their first purchasers whatever so any of the benefits that you would have gotten from purchasing the game early were extended through march 1st so at this point it's a little bit too late for that but if you happen to sort of you know buy it and not realize it um you may have actually still gotten the stuff through the end of february should have would have could have yep um marvel games uh sorry games that are made for Marvel properties will not be bound to uh, pre-existing canon from Marvel stuff. So comics, movies, whatever. 
because they are very focused on letting creators make whatever story they want, I guess, um, which is kind of cool. Um, that's a nice way, like, I mean, that's kind of what the Batman Arkham series did. It drew a lot, obviously, from Batman's past, but, you know, it also kind of gave them the freedom to do whatever they pleased. That's true. Uh, Probably excluding, obviously, the direct movie tie-in games, but yeah, right. uh, I I never really considered them to kind of be part of that. They're all like their own little world, weren't they? Especially where mm. it's like Marvel versus Capcom, Marvel versus DC, Marvel versus you know, whatever. Yeah, kind of. Marvel versus DC. <laughs> yeah. Marvel right. versus Smash Brothers, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect that they won't be making uh, movie tie-ins anymore. Um, that just, if they are interested in making quality games i think they realize that tying them to a movie is not necessarily beneficial i mean for them at this point they are such a a a big name that i don't know that there is an advantage to tying it to that since people are already going to recognize what it is well marvel owned by disney disney closed down um avalanche and all of that didn't they and they've gone back to saying we're just going to hand out licenses to do games based on you know films and franchises and things as and when they come out, don't they? Is that yeah. not also the same for like the Marvel films as well? I I presume so. Um but that's I mean it's one of those things it's like for Disney they, they don't really have comic books to base all of the stuff off of. So yeah, I mean it is tied to a movie, but I, I don't know that that's necessarily like, oh well it's tied to a movie, it's gonna follow the movie. Um it can be unrelated. And just be based on that IP. Um, I was my first reaction was the same as yours. I was thinking of some of the horrible uh, movie tie-in games we've had in the past, like in the mm-hmm. Spider-Man series. But actually, no, not Spider-Man series. They were generally independent. But other ones. Um, anyway, I was thinking that. But then I remembered we've got Lego games, and these days a lot of tie-ins are Lego games, like Lego Avengers, and they awesome turn too. out generally quite good. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not the same as it once was with the horrible tie-ins, but. Um, I think they now will do. They embrace the, the cheesiness. I love yeah. the late games because it means the younger generation can appreciate maybe slightly more adult uh, movies and themes, especially like the really younger ones. You know, we're talking like six or whatever. You know, yeah. so mm. it you know it's a bit easier for them to stomach um, Lego Star Wars and and Marvel than it is to perhaps watch the real films. Yeah, <laughs> the violence is obviously a I, uh... more cartoony. As a as a slightly off tangent, um, we went to go see Logan the other day. It was like 10 a.m. on a Saturday, and it was a fairly packed theater. And we get in, and we walk over, and we we finally grab some seats. Uh, this lady took her kid to go see it, and the kid couldn't have been older no. than like seven or eight years old. No. I was like, oh, my God, no. what are you thinking? Like, did, I understand. What theater do you go to? I know, right? Who is it's, even running that place? Isn't that legal I in know. your country? Uh, it, it's legal with, with parental supervision. That's like, what twelve A is for in our country. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't imagine. Like, the, there's going to be something. I don't know how somebody at the at the door didn't just be like, "Hey, you know, this is like really, really this violent." Really, yeah. Like but within the. the like within the first couple of minutes, like people are losing limbs and shit. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, oh my uh, god, I haven't seen it yet. I saw, wow. it, I saw it too, and it's very violent. Oh, it's very violent. Very good. I mean, the the they use the R rating again. They use the R rating. I think the R wow. rating. Yes, it's so simple. You, get an R rating film, and a seven year old kid went in. Roughly. Yeah, I'm. 
I mean, it's because it, so it's R is, um, you know, adults or, or kids with adult supervision. Really and then bad. you've got you actually have the uh, NC-17, which is no nobody under the age of, of 18. Well, under 17, I guess. OK. Would be able so to go in. Oh, so that's worse yeah. than. Oh, OK. Interesting. Though, <laughs> though, realistically, that is reserved usually for like almost porn. Movies. Why didn't they like, just put a number? Even for the most. Army? I have no idea. <laughs> Here in the UK, we have um, Universal, we have PG, which is basically, there's not any rules on PG, it's just a guidance, uh, parental parent guidance. guidance. Yeah. Uh, yep. 12A is, has a rule, it means you have to be 12 to go independently, but if you're under 12, you can go on your own. And an example being um, the first Spider Man film, which had a guy being stabbed through the body it was quite graphic it wasn't horrific but yeah. um you if your child was under 12 you'd have to make your own decision um yeah. and then we have 15 which is a hard rule um you have to be over 15 to go and that's what logan was and then we have 18 which again is only for very rare exceptions yeah, you not yeah find, i find that since they introduced the 12a they they slap that on next to everything that they can get away with well it makes <laughs> sense for anything that's more mature than a pg because a pg is basically any anyone can go yeah, yeah, but it, you, unless it's like a uh, scary Friday movie or something, you don't see that many 15s. Everything's a 12A. It's like, really? Well, yeah, I think I thought that kind of kind of been a 15 huh? or 18, you know. We do kind of live in a modern age where if it's violence, um, most parents okay. are want the freedom to choose, whereas um, if it's sex, then no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't go. Yeah, yeah, pretty I much. Guess, yeah, I guess the next generation is just desensitized or just a, an old prude. I don't know. <laughs> I feel I mean, like, realistically, <laughs> if they didn't put tits in it, it wouldn't get a 15 in the set, which is really ridiculous. Like, you can chop heads off and you can probably get a 12A. But... Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's it's funny, too, because it's like, I mean, when I was growing up, I remember watching, like, freaking Terminator, you know? Mm. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, people didn't make a big deal out of it when I was little. Well, Terminator wasn't I, as gory it was dark i mean there was a certain sense of menace but um it wasn't like limbs come off and you see a decapitated head and all that yeah i mean i, I remember it being slightly terrifying when i was a child <laughs> oh it should be yeah. yeah yeah um anyways so uh that was marvel, a definition i took you on. yeah marvel games are not going to be bound to pre-existing canon and um finally this is more just because like i'm super excited uh <laughs> middle earth shadow of war uh was revealed officially um and there is a uh, like a 16 minute um gameplay video and a trailer which i believe are both up on the site so i'll make a point to link those um definitely worth checking out uh did either of you play the first one Mm, nope nope <laughs> so, yeah it was it was only like several major outlets voted it game of the year but eh, whatever um uh, <laughs> yeah just a little bit uh I had a few things to do that year okay <laughs> okay okay fine um what was it uh 2013 14 um i can't remember but when it came out it was a uh, pretty fantastic third person action game with the uh fancy nemesis system which actually did what it said it would do um which is sort of create these like dynamic and um pseudo um procedurally generated uh characters so like the the evil orcs and stuff like that would have personalities and like if you tried to kill them and you failed they'd remember that and like taunt you about how they like tore your arm off and beat you with it. <laughs> um, oh, nice. 
Yeah, and and so like I mean they they've got some interesting stuff that happens under the hood, and each each one has its own uh, characteristics and fa- fears and all that. And um, it looks like they are going much much bigger with this one. Um, so I, I'm gonna make a link to that. I would definitely recommend that you check that out. And um, I, if you have not played the first one, you can usually find it pretty cheap. It's definitely I think under twenty dollars at this point, and it's definitely worth picking up. So, mm-hmm. all right. It's time to get to the topic of the week, uh, which is, uh, which old game would you like to make a comeback? Um, and this was inspired because I saw a trailer um, the other day for Mutant Football League, which seems to be a spiritual successor uh, to Mutant League football from back in the day. I mean, I, I was a young kid. It was like genesis mega drive era um and it was like a super violent football game uh, american football where people you know it'd be like monsters with like these pads with spikes and then you tackle somebody and they just like explode into gore and it was ridiculous like you, you could actually almost legally like try and win the game by just killing the other team <laughs> um, okay so i saw that and it got me really excited for the heyday and it'll probably end up being a, a terrible game by modern standards but i'm looking forward to it so i just thought i would ask what kind of game like which games do you remember that you would really love to come back so who would like to start I don't really have anything uh, oh. ancient that comes to mind. Um, I'm not too focused on the past and games, I guess, because a lot of things come and go. There are a few yeah. things that would be nice, but I don't think any of them are invaluable. Um, I guess, oh, now that I think about it, there's one that's come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, uh, I would like to see Metroid come back from the <laughs> yeah. more recent past. Yes. Um, that, that is yeah. priceless. Um, mm-hmm. Metroid Prime, obviously one of the best games of that entire generation. Yep. Um, and the other one, going a bit further back, unfortunately, Advance Wars, um, mm-hmm. one of the best portable games of all time. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm not being gratuitous, but this is the reason why I only chose two games, because these are exceptionally two, two very, very good games. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see that. But on a positive note, with Advance Wars, uh, Nintendo recently announced that they're making one. Uh, not they're not making a new Advance Wars game, but a third party is making a game which is so clearly inspired by Advance Wars that they only get away with it because they're endorsed by Nintendo. Yeah, um, so it's kind of like outsourcing, I guess. Um, so that's the only two that I would say are really worth rising from your grave. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what about you, uh, Ace? Um, yeah, trying to think of really old ones. I mean, quite a lot of them have seemed to have resurrected these days. You've got Shemu yeah. coming back. Um right. be nice if they did the original one and two as the HD collection mm-hmm. that a lot of people are asking for. Um, then, um, you know, there was this really good tank one I liked on the old PlayStation, Assault Rigs, and I suppose mm-hmm. the modern successor to that is uh, Battlezone VR. It's mm-hmm. very oh, yeah. similar in style. Yeah. So, um, that, by the way, huh? Yeah, I've got that one. I haven't played it a lot actually. I need to. Um, I need to give it some time, some focus now. Um, I'm right. still trying to get that PlayStation Worlds platinum. Um, before I before I went on my Disney Infinity spree to finish, but I'll mention that later. Um, yeah. There's um, there's another one. Oh, what was it called? Uh, there's another sort of. Um, 
Oh, I can't think what it's called. Uh, Guardian Heroes, that was it. I don't know if you've heard of this one. It was kind of like a side-scroller, uh, mythical mm. beat-em-up with the undead hero and that lot. Um, I think it's, it's a... Is a um, Xbox arcade title, so I think it's it's still around as a sort of remaster. Yeah, um, it sounds familiar, but it's not coming to mind. Yeah, it'd be nice if that was a sequel or a redo of that one. I mean, maybe not quite as classic as old as that. There's ones like Ghostbusters, the video game. I would love to see a yeah. proper a proper spiritual success of that rather than the very arcadey spin-offs or rip-offs, depending on your feeling mm. towards them. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I suppose really classic one. Um, I think we were talking about it before the podcast. Um, Power Stone was a was a fantastic game on Dreamcast. There's Absolutely. a lot of really good Dreamcast games that um, yeah would be nice to see the light of day. And that that was certainly one of them. It was a 3D fighting game by Capcom, um, and it had a real charm of its own on on the Dreamcast. Uh, I think it was in the um, arcades before that, you know, like a real arcade, Maybe. you know. I don't know if yeah. people listening to this know what that is, but it's a place where you <laughs> go and there are these machines where you actually play individual games on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how quaint. Um, like Game Watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was good. It'd be nice to see that make a return because um, it just it just had a, its own. I don't know. It's like je ne sais quoi, I suppose. It's a bit. Bit difficult to try and boil it down, but I mean, yeah. the characters were cool. the 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 stages were were great. I think do they they move. I mean, you could you could pick yeah. up tables, chairs, rocks, bomb, and just lob anything at each other. So it was kind of a, a, a crazy uh, smash. I guess it's kind of like the the beat 'em up equivalent of Mario Kart. You know, it is to racing. It's just like utter craziness. Yeah. You know. Um, and it's not all about knowing all the moves and button mashing. It was more just about, yeah, like picking up and chucking parrots at each other, and yeah, it was it was what was it four player I think as well. So yeah. it was yep. yeah, it, it was, um it was very much in that sort of Mario Kart uh, Smash Brothers sort of vein, but it was a full three D arena sort of. If I remember, it was kind of isometric, so you kind of looked down on it a little bit, um, yeah. and. You know, it was. It was like it was just utter chaos, and it was kind of just dumb, goofy fun. Yeah. Um, and so, it, like, it's the kind of game that, like, I wish it was out right alongside, like, coming out with um, Smash, because it would have been a, a great game. Like, we used to hang out and you know have a couple drinks and play um, Smash, and this would have been right alongside that it would have been a perfect game to just you know sit down and just mess around and like throw tables at each other and like <laughs> collect various power stones and do super moves and stuff like that so um i'd definitely love to see that come back um and then i think it, it came out on the psp didn't it in 2006 which did it yeah i think it's a shame it didn't uh... it didn't make it to <laughs> PS Vita or anything newer than that, which is a shame. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that that makes me sad. I was I was just thinking, I was like, oh my god, did it? I have to go download that download it now. <laughs> um But so I've I've got a several games and some have seen entries, um, and some have not. Like I would like to see Alone in the Dark make come back. Um I know we saw an Alone in the Dark last gen, but that was frankly utterly trash. Um, and especially, especially now that like we've seen resident evil fall off and come back. I would love to see something kind of similar with alone in the dark. Um, 
There's I don't know. Not not everyone liked the Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, not everybody really liked Alone in the Dark either. I mean, it it had its its space. You know, it was kind of a niche game. Yeah. Um, well, I guess not be the minority. Obviously, I think it it obviously did really well, didn't it? But um, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I certainly watched someone play it, so I got that enjoyment from it. But um, yeah, I don't think I'd. That. <laughs> but then I, I skipped four in the series as well. So Yeah, you're right. We we went over this. You you like all the bad Resident Evil games. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I like I, I, I like the I like the action y one, shall we say. But they still had puzzles. I think, I, just, I think I wasn't one are, for the jump scares or I, I think in the in this context they're synonymous, so bullet in brain. Yeah. Uh so I would like to see that make a comeback, go way back to the classic roots, the uh, almost Silent Hill esque feel of the game. Mm. Um, lots of well, lo- how lots of Silent Hill doesn't make the cut. Well, I mean, I'd love to see that too. Um, okay, that, would you that like would to be... see lots of fog, so you literally can't look more than a foot in front of you while it's quickly drawing the the scenery behind it? That's what you're yeah. missing, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. You know the the lead pipes and the weird radio sound. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'd, I'd be totally down for that, but I, I think, you know, everybody is a kind of would be excited for that. I, most people that know what silent Hill is, would be down for that. But I, I'd like to give the nod to alone in the dark, just to, you know, see that come back and see, see if maybe they can do what was done with resident evil seven, which is, you know, even if not everybody liked it, they did, at least do something different with it. They put it in a different light. And I, I'd like mm. to see, you know, Alone in the Dark either fill that Silent Hill void or even try and find its own space to sit alongside Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Mm. Um, so I, I think that'd be pretty awesome. Mm. Um, obviously, everybody wants a Castlevania game um, because Jesus. Uh, we we do have was it uh, Blood Rain is eventually going to come out, but I think that was delayed again or whatever, and it's not coming out until like early 2018 or something absurd. Do you uh, mean like the Nintendo Castlevania? You know the Vampire Hunter guy. What was his name? Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon or Alexander Simon, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, maybe maybe on the new console that released not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that'd be pretty awesome. Um, I would also like to see the return of Ninja Gaiden, but not like even Ninja Gaiden two had already kind of fallen off the bandwagon. I'm talking like get back to like the um Ninja Gaiden Black era style. Um and especially since we've now got Neo, which is sitting sort of somewhere between Dark Souls and Ninja Gaiden. I'd love to see a proper Ninja Gaiden return. Um because that game was just fantastic. Um and obviously, I mean, we could go back to the original Ninja Gaiden, but I, I don't know that I'd want to go back that far. Like the the um, 3D Ninja Gaiden, I think, was probably my favorite. Um, I also, um, and this one is just a, a personal favorite, and I, I thank you for, for making me think of this, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, ah. Where the hell has that been? It's like, it's just one of those things, like, I, I liked... Tactics advanced enough that, like, yeah. even if it was a tactics advanced game, that would make me happy. Um, yeah, there was the sequel to that, right? Yeah, yeah. There was that, and then there was a sequel. I never played the sequel. Um, I played the first one and enjoyed that. And there was even more, sort of a spiritual se- successor, which was uh, the Final Fantasy twelve, like Revenant Wings or something like that. Um, but oh, I never, never played that. 
I think that was more action based. Yeah, I can't remember spe- specifically. I didn't play it, um, but I remember going, "Oh, I guess that's a thing." Why are we- we're doing another spin-off, But you know, hey, you know, something. I, I was pretty much all in at that time. If it had fun fantasy on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I-, I would love to see like a, a proper Final Fantasy uh, tactics sequel with all of that really weird sort of medieval melodrama going on you know yeah. um I, I would love for something like that to come back uh, i think um the original fun fancy tactics and the remake war of the lions um mm. had a different tone to tactics advance and of course yeah. the sequel which had more of a sort of childish not childish like a youthful tone whereas uh mm. war of the lions was more of a sort of uh it was around about knights and their responsibilities and their problems, I guess. Yeah. Um, in that and, sense. Yeah. And I, I quite enjoyed all of that and the political intrigue going on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. Which, kingdom. Yeah. Which was kind of lost in um, advanced, which was, um, it, it was admittedly a fun game. Uh, the, the mechanics of it were actually pretty solid, um, mm-hmm. but it was uh, sort of a, goofy kids um mythological story yeah. you know this this kid gets lost in a mythical world and has to figure out what the hell's going on and how does this connect to my real life and all that kind of stuff and you know that that just didn't really appeal to me at all um mm-hmm. I, I just found no real joy in that so I, I would love to see the return of that sort of dark kind of art style and all that kind of stuff you know yeah. obviously if you updated that um i would recommend fire emblem uh any of its games basically because it's got obviously very similar uh mechanics in gameplay mm-hmm. and um the story itself is generally quite serious in a way i mean there's there are light elements but it's very yeah. deep and very um uh complex uh so I need to at some point get into those, but my lack of a Nintendo handheld has been an issue. So, <laughs> oh well, maybe you could try out Fire Emblem Heroes on the. I I don't think the story is good on that, but I I doubt it. <laughs> um, but I, I'll I'll I, I definitely mean to check into it the next time I have the chance. Like my the closest I've come to playing Fire Emblem was uh, the one on GameCube mm-hmm. that I played very briefly. Um, but yeah, I I definitely could get a fix from that. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely want to see the tactics series return because God knows it's got enough of a cult following. I don't know why it's not happening. <laughs> Probably just not enough of a following because God knows that um, Square Enix has been obsessed with selling you know games that sell ten million copies for the past like four years. So yeah. maybe that's why. I don't know. Well, but, I am Setsuna. Uh, well, yeah, you've got that, and then you've got um, the default games, Bravely Default. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bravely so, Default is the closest thing to uh, old-fashioned. Yeah, RPG. Um, and so maybe maybe a um, Final Fantasy Tactics-esque type game that's not actually Final Fantasy but has that sort of thing going on might work. Um, Actually, I think so, didn't Bravely Default have a similar theme and setting? I'd never played it. It was a very... Um, Ivalice type story, but uh, it okay. was um, it was a traditional like three person party RPG game, if I remember correctly. Um, yes. yeah, it was turn based, I think, not um, like ATB. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, but I, I again, I didn't play it. I didn't have a um, Nintendo handheld at the time. So, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, God, I've got so many games that I haven't played. So, I, I, I can't right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right sure. now, right now, I'm playing both Zelda and Horizon. And we've got friggin' Mass Effect coming just around the corner, and like I just I don't have time. I I, I have to play Neo. Like I've played, you know, several missions in that, and I put that down. I still have to finish that. Like I I, I can't. I can't. Not quite. But does playing something <laughs> like Neo, um, does it leave you with that kind of uh, space uh, for things with other ninja and other hardcore ninja games? Or is it enough? Well, yeah. I mean, so it's it's interesting playing Neo um, in comparison to the original Ninja Gaiden because it's like it's very easy to compare it to Dark Souls, and it, obviously a lot of that holds water. Um, but it, if you just take a look at you know the perspective from which you're playing, and you do compare it to Dark Souls, um, that that's valid. But the way it moves. Um, like it's, it's very interesting that like while playing it, it does feel a little bit Ninja Gaiden, not a lot. Like it's, it's, it's just like a very small thing in the way that everything is animated. Um, and it does feel like a step in that direction, but it, it is very much in the dark souls vein. Whereas Ninja Gaiden would still be several steps forward. Ninja Gaiden is a very proper, action game like it, it it has strategy but it's about you know moving very quickly and staying on your feet and everything um and it's a it's for for a lack of a good comparison it is kind of very much in the same way that horizon and zelda have a lot of things in common right now they yeah. feel so different um it, it appeals to a different sort of part of your brain even though the mechanics overlap a lot in a lot of ways um so it, it's kind of like that it, it would be still a significantly different game um a much more aggressive game about you know staying moving and balancing all these different enemies with different attack patterns um than than neo would um, and especially with the devil may cry series status unknown um mm-hmm. i think there's more of a market and i love yeah and i, I love those um, I would love those uh, as, as soon as possible. I, I miss Devil May Cry is one of my favorite series. Um, I, I like the first one. I ended up playing so much that I actually beat the game with the base sword on the hardest difficulty, which wow, means nice. which means that you cannot transform at any point because uh, you don't get that ability until you get the second weapon, and it's tied to the weapon. So I, I played with the base uh, sword and the handguns through the entire game um without continues or items i think i didn't even use items like i i just love the crap out of it so i would love to see that return um yeah i, I love dmc but i'm not quite sure i'm that dedicated but yeah yeah <laughs> i i couldn't afford to be at this point anymore either i was i was a younger person then and i had way more free time um so that's cool. I, I, while you've been chatting, I've, I've come up with a couple more. Um, right. <laughs> so some of these are older than other ones. Um, mm-hmm. So like Tenchu. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Famous a, a proper like actual stealth game. 
because that's what that was and and proper stealth games like that don't exist much anymore mm-hmm. um, although so, it did uh, remind me of that um new uh ninja game which we discussed previously origami uh, oh oh right origami right yeah. i i need to get back and play that too because <laughs> uh, that did uh, seem like the closest a... the closest relation to tenchu uh, but it okay. But again, yeah, Ten- Tenchu did have that, uh, again, it was like that weird ninja melodrama, <laughs> you yeah. know? That's nice, yeah. Um, I put on this list Driver, because, I mean, yeah, there was a, the newer one on the 360, but we haven't yeah. got one this generation yet. Um, mm-hmm. and Probably not my personal favorite, but I know some people liked it, uh, Spyro. Just thinking mm-hmm. with, um, you know, Crash Bandicoot coming back, I wonder if um, he'd come back without his um, Skylanders posse or whatever. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely possible because everybody thought that the reason that Crash wouldn't come back was because of the uh, licensing trouble with Activision. Yeah, um, since Activision owns that, which Activision also owns Spyro. So, if Crash does well, you know, there might be a world where those games come back. I don't know if it would be necessarily a new game because I think uh, Spyro's future still is tied with um, Skylanders, but. It, at least maybe some kind of resurrection of the old games. I don't know when the last one of this one was. Ridge Racer? Ridge, Ridge Racer! Racer. <laughs> um, Who doesn't remember that? I, I mean, I, I, I'm fairly certain I see that in some videos somewhere every year when E3 starts rolling around. So <laughs> that that and uh, Giant Enemy Crab. Um, so, yeah, uh, that'd be pretty cool. That's good. Um, I think Probably one of my favorite um, car battle series of all time, Twisted Metal. Yep, yep. I would love to see that. Um, it might be a little bit difficult um, because uh, Jaffe is still working on Drawn to Death, um, but that game is imminently coming out, so it would be really cool if he jumped from that and jumped back into a, a Twisted Metal. Mm. Didn't they already get a Twisted Metal on, what was it, late PS3? Was it late? Uh, they did, what was it, Twisted Metal Black? Yeah. yeah, was that the most recent one? That's the one I um, remember. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember when that one came out. Um, tw- <laughs> but yeah, I would, it was like recent. Yeah, I, I would love to see enough to not be old. And it was it was a um, what I remember it was a well received game. Um, mm, a different one, I think. Okay, so yes, Black did sort of come out recently, but it sort of didn't. Um, which is why I was a little bit confused. Uh, I remembered it being an old game, which is actually accurate. It originally came out in 2001. It was re-released on PlayStation 3 in 2012, and then released oh. on, on PS4 in 2015. Um, yeah, but also, wasn't it, wasn't it on um, PS2? It was like one of the first ones that was like online. And then, yeah, you said it's been re-released. Because I didn't realize that. Um, that sounds like the, something they would have been doing. I mean, two, 2001 was, you know, you're getting... Kind of later, later in the the PS2 cycle, I guess. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, PlayStation 2. That yeah. Yep. But okay. The one I was thinking of was it's called it's just called Twisted Metal, and it was in oh, 2012 yeah. on PS3. Oh, so that was kind of that. they already have rebooted it in a sense. So if you know if it didn't work out, then it's not going to work out now. 2012. Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that one. Then. Oh. Um, well, so sort of, but it was developed by somebody else. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it would necessarily be viable just from Sony's perspective, probably, um, because I don't think they care who was developing it. Um, so if that's, you, that's five years ago. 
Yeah, and I mean, it, good enough you, for a new one. Yeah, I mean, if let's say Jaffe finishes with uh, Drawn to Death, which is coming out soon, he you know breaks off, and you know his team is working probably on Drawn to Death for a little while longer after that because it's a multiplayer game slash service type deal i think um and then you know i mean if he spends three years working on a twisted metal i mean you could come back with that in 2020 or whatever and people might actually be down for that soul caliber yeah it's good um but i I, yeah i mean that's again i think that's one of those games where like the what was it soul caliber two or three was was pretty fantastic yeah it kind of fell off after that, and maybe a proper, like, well done version of that game could be pretty cool. It's if Killer Instinct can come back on the Xbox, then I'm pretty sure that means next to any, um, yeah, know, right? fighter can come back, can't it? <laughs> I think. I mean, then again, it it's the fighting genre is more crowded than it's ever been. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you currently have Street Fighter, uh, Tekken is making a comeback. Um, you've got uh, Mortal Kombat alternating with Injustice, um, and now you've got Killer Instinct. So uh, yeah, I don't know if there's really much more room left, you know, for Let's another. Mention the more niche ones that now exist, such as Blaz Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my last one. I don't know if you'll recognize this one. Mm. Second Sight came out in 2004 by Codemasters. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I didn't play it. I recognize the name, but. I mean, it's such a shame, I think, what's happened to Codemasters lately. All they seem to do is either sort of racing rally or F1 games. That seems to be what they do nowadays. Um, well, the thing is, this yeah, game was made by Free Radical, and they are were the makers of Time Splitters. Oh, yes. That's probably why I like it, then. Cry for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, we should definitely mention Time Splitters, of course. I, yeah. I would. I definitely want that one back. It's a yeah. lost cause. I mean, it was bought by uh, Crytek and Crytek um, again my French fucked it up royally and um, now it's basically like it's pretty much they, dead they it's literally nice. barely have money to feed themselves at this uh, point isn't it, you, what was that studio we were talking about in a previous podcast that was having trouble paying employees and now it's that sold off a couple of its division <laughs> Crytek yeah, yeah it was they, seem, so they, they, they sold off the it, UK so. Yeah, but they sort of the UK studio before that. What did that one become? Battles and Blade. Uh, oh, I've forgotten what they're called now. I don't remember. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, strange things happen, but they're, they're called something. And if you look, going to be there. So if you look at their website, they have like you know they have like a wall of their best bits, and on there they have got like time splitters and the and the gold disc and stuff on the wall. So mm-hmm. that you know they're obviously still very proud of that and aware of that. So who knows? Maybe, yeah. It's I mean it's a possibility, but I think if they're proud of it, that that might mean that they hold on to it until they die. And it feels it feels yeah. like this is going to be a slow, maybe even humiliating death. Unfortunately, um, hopefully, I mean I would love for them to come back. That I mean, the more better, stronger studios that the industry has, the better, you know. But mm. fortunately, the way things have been going for that company, it, it's not looking great for them so uh, i don't know i mean it it, nothing ever really truly dies (laughs) um so there's always a chance that it could come back but i think it it we're still got a little ways to go before that happens 
Mm. <laughs> Not to rain on your parade. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yep. Uh, so those are some of the old games that we would love to come back that we really, really adore. If you let us know uh, the games that you're nostalgic for and what you would like to see from them. Um, let's get into uh, it's PlayStation Plus games for March. Um, these should already be up as of this past Tuesday, I believe. Um, so you've got Disc Jam, which was, uh, I believe, announced at PSX this past December. Um, so that's going to be coming out for uh, PS Plus this March. You've got uh, Tearaway Unfolded, which is the PS4 version of that game. Um, you've got Under Night in Birth coming to PS3. Uh, Earth Defense Force 2025 for PS3. Lumo for PS Vita, which is cross by with PS4, and then you've got Severed on PS Vita, which I highly recommend. Um, which, if Party I'm not, mis- <laughs> yes, uh, I mean hi- highly recommend. I think I gave it a uh, four stars. <laughs> there are two um, reviews on the site for this game, so yeah. that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Man, that that makes me feel kind of um, sad though. Well, uh, no, it's just that. Um, Two people felt it was worth the effort to write about, right? That's that's true. I mean, and and the the reviews are actually um, like proper reviews; they're not short. Um, so, th- yeah, there was a good amount of effort put into that, um, and it was uh, <laughs> it was just on sale recently. So, um, we're we're sorry if you happened to buy it recently on sale and now it's free. <laughs> um, ah, that's it, Dan Buster Studios. They're the ones. Ah yes, um, yeah I saw. In Nottingham. But they made Homefront, which is not a particular success. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of unfortunate. Well, that's true. But they, they've got. They, I think they've still got the license, hopefully, to Time Splitters and uh, Second Sight. So forever holding out hope on that. Yeah, hopefully their next game will be uh, a better game. I mean, not not even necessarily anything against them. Just that game was in development hell. You know, not even like. Like vaporware, like it was legitimately in hell. That game must have been pulled apart and put together by so many different hands that I can only imagine what, what kind of nightmare that was. Yeah, so hopefully their their next game will be something pretty awesome. But uh, it's probably going to be yeah something mm-hmm. on the same lines, isn't it? Or... Yeah. All right, so that's uh, PS Plus games for March. Just um, um, just in passing, there. Are... Quite a lot of platinums on this week's um, yes uh, this month's uh, PS Plus games, but a few of them are next to impossible. Lumo and Earth Defense Force, as examples, practically impossible. Um, wow, that bad. So keep that in mind. See, this 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 uh, week is the one time where I didn't put any of those numbers, but yeah, you're right. Earth Defense Force is um, it's uh, almost a what three almost a four times ratio. Um, well, it's shot up because of a lot of new starters, but I saw Lumo before it went on Plus. There were about 180 players. Zero have completed. So, wow. <laughs> you have been warned. It's been PSA. out since May. It's been out yeah. since May last year. So, uh, maybe there'll be a guide now. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so good luck with that. Um, it was the case with Nova 111, and um, that was almost impossible. And then it went on plus, and then someone made a guide, and now uh, it's accessible. You know, uh, people can just enjoy it with the guide. So, but you know what has a pretty awesome uh, platinum is severed. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's completely actually, accessible. Don't need a guide. 
it's a, it's a very good platinum. Um, it's uh, 25 trophies total. Um, but it, it, most of it comes pretty organically. Uh, and, and the rest of the stuff, I, I think it only took me maybe an extra half an hour after I was done with the game to, to wrap it up. So, mm. all right. So with that out of the way and with trophies in mind, it's time for the top of the trophy pops. No. Okay. Did I steal your thunder? I'm sorry. No, I was waiting you in could... case in case you had a little thing noise or something because I know. No, the last, oh, the the last time uh... the garbled. Yeah. No. The the last time I tried to do it, it was that disgusting sound, and I haven't actually fixed the uh, the sound to that. And I'm oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I totally forgot to take that out of when I rendered the the audio. Yeah. I even made a note to to take that out, and then I totally forgot to take it out. I am so sorry. That was horrible of me and it will probably happen again but i i will be very sorry about that too believe um, that <laughs> <laughs> okay um right yes top of the trophy pops for 9th of march um it's obviously been a little while since our last um chart um the podcast yeah it's yeah. like getting on for a month now i think isn't it um so uh yeah i'm not surprising really um the um yes. the the chart this week is dominated by a new release. No mm. prizes for guessing what that one is. Um, one, two, three. Um, uh, well, yeah, we've got um, a couple of other items in there. So we, we've got three in the list um, this week. So that's um, bumped out. Um, Noir, li- Little Big Planet 3, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. So we have to say goodbye to the to the, the hazard. Uh, not a hero uh-huh. and Star Wall. Um this time we have uh, number three, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, it's about 46. Yep. Good to see that uh, making onto the list. I was a little bit worried about it, considering how uh, crazy people have been about other stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, 490 yeah, wins. On <laughs> mm. If you'd asked um, me six months ago, I would have said I'm getting Ghost Recon Wildlands, and now uh, not even a consideration. Yeah, it's 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 funny because it just it literally came out on Tuesday, and I think we've just done more talking about this game than I have seen on Twitter in the past two days. And like, I, I checked I checked Twitter pretty religiously because I keep up with a bunch of game news that way. And you know, people are just constantly talking about Horizon or Zelda, and I have not seen a single mention of that game. So, uh, is Horizon quite popular? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, it might be. <laughs> we might shall be. see. Um, at number two, we have uh, PS Plus uh, free game entry. Woo! Um, I think uh, hopefully everyone have done their research because it's not um, it's not uh, Earth Defense Force or Lumo. It's mm-hmm. uh, Disc Jam at spot forty four. Also, a new game, so that's a uh, thing, a good thing. Yeah. Challenger approaches 504 wins, um, which leaves at, which leaves at number one. No prizes for guessing this. Horizon Zero Dawn. Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Was that at, close? No. At spot no. one. Oh, damn. Reach level ten uh, with 2,506 wins plus 47 other trophies in the chart. So, I think it's pretty popular. Wins. It's yeah, it's quite popular. Uh, is that probably, our, um, yeah? Is that the most tr- individual trophy wins since our records began? 
I, oh, I'm no, almost certain. Uh, <laughs> I record that you began a few sure. months ago, but nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, scanning down it, yeah, I don't see anything anywhere close to that, I don't think. Not judging by the ones that we've tracked. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the highest. The closest to that was uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen had a trophy photo rookie which had 1,371 wins and that was the ah. closest since we've been keeping track. But that's also on one platform so possibly Final Fantasy is the best game in the world. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just well... thought I'd slip that in there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is potentially possible. I mean, it probably almost certainly sold better on the console that has hosted Final Fantasy for you know, the better part of two decades at this point and has a two to one lead over its next competitor. Um, <laughs> but it's possible that it did actually have more unlocks if you count trophies and, and achievements, mm. maybe. Mm. But to compare compare things in the current week, um, Ghost Week on Wildlands at 490, Horizon Zero Zone at 2,500, um, five to one. And that's for two new games, quite big games. Um, yes. Early Horizon is leagues more popular on this site, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. I, by all accounts, it seems to be worth the price. Yeah, I can't wait to see what those sales numbers look like. Because, I, I mean, especially looking at this, like, I don't even know. I'd be surprised. It, you know, you're looking at, like, uncharted levels of, of trophy unlocks here. So... Mm. Uh, yeah <laughs> good um so oh i think that you're gonna see really really killer numbers for this like uh final fantasy like i said you know that sold uh you got 1300 unlocks for what is a very simple um trophy for the most part um but it also ended up what is it sell five million around that time so and that you know that was cross platform, so this might have actually sold better than Final Fantasy hmm. on one platform. But we'll see, we'll see how it does. I, I I would be shocked if I mean you've, I mean it was in February. No, it was in March, right? Yeah. So I mean you're gonna have that on March third. Okay. Okay, sorry, I'm getting it mixed up because it was in February for me and it was in March for you guys. <laughs> okay, um, I see. So, yeah, that's why I was getting confused. So you're going to have, um, it's going to be a little bit weird because it, it might chart in February for that one day. That would be pretty killer. Um, but it, it's going to be dominated by this and probably Zelda. Um, and then everything else is just going to be like by the wayside. Except mm. for GTA, which is still going to be in like the number four spot or something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, what I've just noticed is critically Horizon Zero Dawn seems to be an excellent game, or mm-hmm. a very good game. Um, and I can see why it's so popular and it's sold very well. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, in the same week, well, roughly the same week if you're in America, but um, there's another game called Near Automata, or uh-huh. Automata, depending on how you like to pronounce it. And um, that has scored critically about the same. Um, but the sales-wise, nowhere near the same, or at least on our site, it hasn't even charted in the top 50 uh, trophies. 
admittedly 47 of those trophies are well, 48 of those are horizon but nonetheless it hasn't even charted um, um so there you go i didn't know it was oh yeah it just well so same that's... time as ghost recon yeah i was gonna say i was like i looked up the date and i was like it came out in february no it didn't um <laughs> so that explains it yeah it came out this past tuesday um hmm. And I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a, a reflection even of the style of game. Um, I think it's probably a combination of uh, obviously Sony putting its money behind Horizon, like it's friggin' everywhere. Um, yeah, and flagship games. And realistically, if Horizon had come out after Zelda, I think it probably would have been screwed. And so right now, Near is getting hammered because it's not only coming after Zelda, but it also came after horizon you know so people are so absorbed in those two games right now that mm-hmm. near is just unfortunately going to be slaughtered um i would like I think to see i would be it'll be the game that i think people pick up in a couple of weeks if they've done you know? okay mm-hmm. yeah i would like to see near get some recognition or i'd like to see it chart next week because mm-hmm. like i said critically it's it's just as good um just mm-hmm. as well received and um yeah. As for what it is, like, as for what it stands for, as for how it's different and how it seems to be something uh, a bit more interesting uh, for the gaming landscape than Ghost Recon. Uh, no offense, Ghost Recon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'd like to see it have some presence. There you go, yeah. GTS. So if you want to help Prince, off you go. <laughs> yeah. We need um, 500 volunteers. <laughs> I mean, I, I will more than likely pick it up at some point. Um, it may not necessarily be in the near future because I am busy. Uh, sorry, near future. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, I see it. Sorry, I, it it was totally unintentional. <laughs> it just happened, and I, I then I thought I seemed almost a little bit witty. Um, I thought we let that one slip by. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have just yeah, let that one go. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I'll probably end up picking it up because it. I mean, it's a well received platinum game i mean it's a square and square enix published game but it's it's supposed to be a very properly done platinum game so uh, the mm-hmm. gameplay must i'm, I'm sure be phenomenal <laughs> platinum games the makers of um bayonetta and, and other games. vanquish and uh cora um <laughs> but that's not one of the, don't, don't mention that one <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this, <laughs> this was work. This was uh, presumably everybody gets one. Yeah. This was the A team, okay? Yeah, the the other A team, not the A team that was working on Scalebound. Oh yeah, yeah. Platinum Games, famous for such gaming legends as Scalebound, said nobody ever. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm I'm still a little bit sad about that. Um, uh, it's too bad. Um, anyways, so um, what have you guys been playing? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has been. Um what are the highlights then? <laughs> I played I played one game after our last recording because we decided on um a game for me to play. Um and oh, right, then maybe. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then the week after that, um I played another game because I thought it might be interesting to have an informed opinion on it for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um because it was uh, the timing of it was relevant. Um, and then it's been like another week and uh, yeah. a certain new console released. 
And uh, naturally, I, I got that. And I've been playing a certain 98-rated Metacritic darling. About a um, person who tends to like to wear green. But for some yeah, reason... Yeah, well, he has blue so far. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, I think all of us have been playing the latter of those. Uh, Zelda, of course. I don't think anyone who's listening didn't figure that out. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think all of us have been playing Zelda. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, should I talk about the other two games? Or... Yeah, let's yeah. save that for last. Save okay. For last. Yeah. Cool. And uh, so the one that I played, uh, which I thought might be interesting to our viewers, I, thought, I think I'll start with that. Um, a King's Tale Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. And the reason I thought that would be relevant uh, is because it's just uh, gone free on PlayStation Network. Right. Um, and it's not free to play. It's genuinely free. There's zero microtransactions. Um, and um, it's a pretty good game. It's not a bad game uh, by any means. It's not obviously Final Fantasy XV. Right. Um, but as a bonus or. Um, a different genre game completely for Final Fantasy fans of any kind. Uh, I think it really hits mark. Um, have any of you played it? No, so Not I yet. haven't played it, but it looks like it's a um, side-scrolling beat 'em up, and it's based on um, Noctis's dad's sort of adventure or something, Absolutely. right? Yeah, nailed it. Um, so nailed his it. dad had his bad friends that they were traveling with. And if you yeah. played the main game, you would have seen um, yes. them. Um, and the gameplay is, like you say, a side-scroll and beat-em-up. Um, and it's fighting against a large variety of Final Fantasy monsters. So um, a lot of familiar ones will show up, and people who are fans of the series even from before 15 uh, will see some of uh, the old favorites show up. Yay. And uh, I'd say... From a gameplay point of view, actually, the length of the game, um, I voted six to eight hours on the site. Uh, I'd say you can get less than that. You can get maybe four hours. I mean, you can maybe complete it in four hours if you're very good at beat-em-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, maybe up to eight hours. That's why my vote was in that band. Um, so if you, um, you know, up to eight hours is not too long a commitment, I'd say. Um, right. And I'm not saying this time period, I'm looking at it more from a sense of it's not too long rather than it's too short, because I don't think in any circumstance it's too short. It's a free side-scrolling beat-em-up, and beat-em-ups are like one-hour games typically. So Right. Um, mm. The story mode is short, admittedly, and quite easy if you play on the easy setting. But the challenge and, to be honest, the depth comes from the 25 dream battles you unlock after the fact. Oh, um, and it's the hardest part of getting the 100%. But I I kind of, when I started, I was thinking it's a bit unfair. But as you start to learn some of the mechanics and some of the uh, priorities, I mean, I've never been good at beat-em-ups, so I was learning as I played. Um, I think maybe, after all, it's not unfair, and it is quite achievable for everyone um, who's relatively capable at fighting games or beat-em-ups. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd recommend it... Um, from difficulty and length perspective, I'd say no one should hesitate. No one should be afraid of it in that sense. Uh, from a story perspective, not very deep, um, but relatively interesting. It doesn't really play off too much 
the main story of Final Fantasy 15. It's just a very basic adventure. You know, right. a guy sets out with a job, meets some friends, defeats a bad guy, and maybe dies in the end. Who knows? You'll have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding, because obviously King Regis is in both the movie and the game, so he grows up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's literally telling a bedtime story to his son, so he can't be dead in the flashback. You, dude, you're spoiling, like, the first <laughs> I'm not minutes, spoiling it. That's the, the premise game. of the game. But uh, that's what I mean. The, the story isn't deep, but it's just something to go along with the classic uh, beat-em-up style. Um, is there anything I missed? Um, I don't uh, think so. It's quite nice. It's good. Uh, oh, the other thing I really wanted to talk about, the graphics are okay, but the gameplay is pretty good, I would say, actually, for a beat-em-up. Uh, it's not like Streets of Rage, forgive me, diehard Streets of Rage fans, but it's not basic punch-kick uh, yeah. combo. You've got a huge selection. Um, well, not huge, but a good selection. You've got uh, a number of combos, but you've also got different types of magic which you can use, um, which plays pretty well into the universe of Final Fantasy. Right. Um, but, yeah. Magic. And the most impressive thing for me was the complexity of the enemies, because you've got um, different enemies that have not only different weaknesses, but different like attacks and different approaches and so you do kind of get to a a point when you're getting better at the game that you have you are adapted you're not just running up to everything and kicking it yeah um so it does keep you interested in that sense mm. sweet that's good cool. so yeah I, I can quite it's not obviously game of the year but <laughs> yeah. i can recommend it if you're into that good, um good use of your time should i move on to abzu or does yeah. anyone else want to shot at another game uh, do you, did you want to just run through real quick? Okay, um, Abzu is kind of the feature game that I said I would play. I, I bought this uh, a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and um, this is from one of the makers of Journey. I mean, stop me if I'm monologuing. Jump in, but yeah, um, this is from one of the makers of Journey, and I say one of the makers because I think saying from the makers of Journey is a little bit disingenuous. I think um, yeah, it's not uh, Genova Chen. Yeah. Um, but I, I went in there basically on the premise that I know this is not really from the the core makers of Journey, mm. um, and so I won't expect it to be like another version of Journey. But I was actually pleasantly surprised, I would say, um, sort of giving away the ending to start with. But I would say, yeah, it's actually a very good game. Um, I don't think it beats Journey, but at the same time, it's not really fair to, to compare it on that level because um, it's a completely different right. uh, setting. So if you love swimming and scuba... I mean, I'm a qualified scuba diver, so if you have any way to connect to this experience of going underwater and swimming, uh, even if you just have dreamt about it, um, it appeals in a completely different way than journeys gliding through a desert, <laughs> which yeah. is a little bit less uh, exotic in some ways. Well, that's ironic, I suppose, but yeah. um, it is... Uh, a little bit less colourful and full of life. Um, and the fish in the game, uh, beautiful uh, addition. Because mm-hmm. um, you get, I think, I'm pretty sure they're all real fish, and some of them look so bizarre, and you go up to them, and you touch them, and you get the name of what they are. And I'm, I, I looked up, I think, a couple of them, and they were real fish. So it's kind of amazing in that sense you can see some real fish and in that sense it's kind of like a 
not a substitute for scuba diving, but sort of a, you know, a, a taster mm. of uh, what scuba diving can be really like. Right. And um, the the as for the game itself, the sort of progress of the game, um, you start out with no, not really any explanation. Um, and much like Journey, there's not really any text or talking. Um, you progress in semi-linear fashion. You kind of come into largely open arenas, which you can explore and find collectibles in. Yeah. And then um, you, like, as you go to different areas, they have different themes and, um, in, like, different atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you you meet... Um, what's clearly um, like a big scary antagonist and you sort of chase after Mm. and as the story progresses you go through this variety of areas with different slightly different gameplay i must say that there was a moment where um the character dives and he does like a realistic professional dive and as soon as i saw that happy huh yeah that made me just like i was completely shocked i didn't expect to see like the animation is good but it's subtle and then yeah because it's so subtle you kind of the moment you realize i know it's usually a bad thing to break the immersion yeah to think oh that's realistic but for me that was like that was kind of amazed me mm-hmm. just like a, one of those small touches like when you yeah. see in uncharted that his clothes have got wet or when you see in journey that the the scarf is fraying and stuff like that Mm. Yep, um, uh, that's the nice touch we like about developers. You know, they, they, some of them do go the extra mile and put the effort in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. so and animations I think are, are really underrated in their importance. Mm. So I've got mm. some questions on that. Actually, I don't see like a oxygen tank on the back, but do you have infinite air underwater, or do you have to come yeah. up to breathe? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's really. Um, a game in the most positive sense in that you're not restricted by uh tedious uh constraints mm-hmm. so you do have this just infinite air <laughs> that's good um you're just swimming under the water just as you please really cool just fully immersed under the under the ocean mm-hmm. there and you can come up to the surface and kind of do like a dolphin dive over and you can see the sun reflecting. They haven't got lazy and just said when you come to the surface, you're just blocked in. Like you can kind of jump over, but obviously there are bounds. But it's um, it's not bad. There's nothing on land on it. Is it's all about the deep ocean? It's, yeah, it's all about the swimming, really. Yeah. Is it fair uh, to say it's maybe a little less uh, ominous? <laughs> um. So that I mean, how much do you want to know? Eh? I was just, it just seems like it, it must be. It's just. Okay, I'll say a little bit. We'll, 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 we'll hold off on that and, and let people discover. We, we don't want to, because that's, that's one of the few things that, you know, you, you should discover, I think, for yourself. Sure. I, don't, I come, won't spoil that. Yeah, um, come to I your say own conclusions. With Flower and Journey, the way they start out with just an open slate, no kind of explanation. Mm-hmm. But yet somehow they turn it into a story. Journey, obviously, more so than Flower, which didn't have too much of a story. But um, I would say Absu is closer to Journey in the, the way that it has more of a story. Right. Um, and by the end of the story, you kind of have... Uh, hopefully you have something of a connection with the characters and um, 
their motives and their goals. And when you move to achieve their goals, like in journey, your goal yeah. is to get to the mountain. But when you are close to the mountain, you just feel it. Like, yeah, you really feel the motivation of getting to the mountain. Yeah. Whereas um, in Abzu, it's kind of, you don't know where you don't have a mountain or anything like that. Right. What you do um, when you get towards the end, you, when you're going for the goal, you're probably doing it from your own motivations as much as the characters. Right. Right. Hopefully. Okay, sweet. Um, so, uh, Ace, what have you been up to? Um, so, <clears throat> first thing I was doing was uh, finishing off all my trophies for Disney Infinity, including the service pack ones, uh, single-player ones, um, just to make sure I just got it done before the date, just in case, you know, something yeah. did, uh, did connect Break. to it with the online services. Yeah. Although, did you get it all done? Not. Yeah, yeah, I got it all done just in time. So Excellent. that's... Um, that's uh, Disney Infinity on PlayStation 3, Disney Infinity 2.0 on PlayStation 3, PS Vita, PlayStation 4. That's Disney Infinity 3.0 on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. That's quite epic, and you don't know the half of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, oh, and including the, the DLCs as well, the 3.0. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and after that, of course, um, a certain console was released. So I was trying um, one to Switch and Snipper Clippers demo, um, mm-hmm. just playing around with the hardware and everything before I then moved on to, of course, the, the game of the moment at the moment, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, well, so before we you know devolve into that, um, I've been playing Horizon, which is pretty fantastic it's a lot of fun it's a beautiful game um it's a very uh action oriented combat system but the stealth is phenomenal um it's very fun to play around with the ai can be a little bit dumb at times um it like uh, when it enemy ai or allied AI? uh both um okay i mean you, you don't have allies with you too often um just like it's one of those things that kind of breaks the stealth a little bit if you've got people wandering around so every now and then like you'll go somewhere with a group and you'll get to a place and your character will be like well you you just wait up here until things get crazy <laughs> and and then you sneak in and then when things you know devolve into combat or when you've done a certain thing blown up a whatever um you know then your your group descends on the enemy um but uh, and in those instances usually you have a um um critical npc with you that won't die so like you could in most instances instances probably just wander away and hide in a bush until eventually they just killed everything for you you don't get uh, any experience doing that but it, theoretically it's something you could do because they that sounds like know, a good tactic on hard mode <laughs> yeah well i mean there's there's no um difficulty related uh trophies so uh. If you want to do hard, you can absolutely do that. But I mean, at that point, you're just hurting yourself. So um, it gives you some freedom uh, to play the way you want to play. Yeah, exactly. But like using a tactic like that while you're playing on hard mode seems kind of like fruitless. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the the AI is not generally the best. Um, the animations of like the robots and everything is are, are amazing, and how they attack you can be interesting. But it is definitely possible to like find a, a particular spot, sit there, shoot an arrow at something. It's like, oh, God, that hurt. What was that? And it looks around, and then it goes back to where it was, and then you shoot it again. Oh, come on, don't abuse the like game that. and, uh, and uh, be upset about it. 
No, no, no. I, I know, but I'm just saying, like the the AI can be kind of dumb. Like it, mm. it you can just it, it has all of the same problems that most stealth things happen to have, um, barring maybe like Metal Gear. Um, so you know it does have those weaknesses, but it, on on the whole, it is um, the the stealth is very satisfying and um, the combat is pretty smart there's a lot of different things going on and you can prepare for things and like i took out a robot a little while ago that was like this big imposing thing and i just laid down a couple of traps and i shot it with a fire arrow and wandered you know it charged directly at me ran into the traps and then died though good in in this particular instance it's one of those again and this was one of those ai things the the traps were literally three traps right in a row <laughs> just like it wandered into the first one, it blew up, and then you know it was like, "Oh God, that hurt!" and charged directly into the next one, and ah, oh, that hurt, and charged directly into the next one. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> whatever." <laughs> like, mm. It worked. I'm not. I'm not going to be too upset that my trap worked. You know, um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? If it seems to be a common issue with a lot of games still, AI, doesn't it? You know, yeah. they keep talking about you know PlayStation Four and boost power, and you can have better graphics. But it'd be nice if they next generation of the channel all that effort into actually here's a much smart ai system you know your companion has actually got a brain or the enemies are actually sort of going to adapt to your play style and and get smarter you know to sort of put In some fairness, of the more effort into that side there are some games that have um exceptionally good ai it's just the halo series the ones that don't where we um notice it you know um yeah and it, i mean ultimately kind of what it comes down to is like it's hard to do good ai because realistically um there's there's several things on this that are really interesting to read but what it kind of comes down to is that you can make an ai that could beat the player probably every single time that that's not the hard part the hard part is making an ai that feels smart without being too smart um and and you know a lot of games trying to balance that you know i think probably smartly um kind of go towards the easier end of the spectrum just just to be on the safe side because the last mm. thing you want is to have ai that's just too hard um yeah so i, I think it's just a, a safety thing that people tend to skew towards easier ai um mm. there was a, there was a really interesting um i think it was on on game industry about uh trying to make ai that is smart in a lot of the right ways without you know being too much um but anyways that, that's uh off into a tangent it's it is a beautiful game the uh story is pretty good the acting is pretty good it has a little bit of a problem for me with the uncanny valley at times um which is really the first time that i've ever had like a serious problem with it i'm just like your facial animations just like <laughs> your expressions just kind of aren't doing it it's got the same it's got the same level of detail as like uncharted like the the faces are really well made um but there's so much dialogue be on account of it being an open world game where you know you're just talking to maybe like a generic npc and so it's not as finely animated as like some of the major cutscenes, and you're just like, ah, this is looks really weird. <laughs> What's wrong with your face? Um, <laughs> so that happens every now and then. But um, 
Aside from that, uh, exploring the world is is fun and getting out there and solving things. And um, it, it just sometimes feels maybe a little bit empty, um, but it's not too bad. Uh, it, there's always something to do. Um, yeah, so that's Horizon, which um, bears a striking resemblance to another game that revolves around what appears to be some form of a post-apocalyptic something or other with these giant machine robot things. Um, in a way, in a way, in a way. Um, yeah. Before we before we dive into that, uh, have you are you happy with um, what you've said about Horizon? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I mean, I, I would. I'm just checking if you would if that was a segue or if you were just uh, riffing. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I was I was segueing. I think uh, Horizon is a very good game and i would definitely recommend it if you're into that type of game it's it's a lot of fun and the action is just just the fighting of the robots is usually pretty awesome oh Hmm. the other ai thing that's just kind of weird is like you can literally just kind of walk in a direction and just be kind of out of range of the robots Mm -hmm. um and it will sit there and stare at you but never move towards you Uh, well that's yeah, I've seen that quite a lot on other stealth games now. Yeah, and you, you're just sitting there, and it's like, well, I'm I'm in a strategically advantageous position. You know, this is this is where I want to be, but I feel like I'm cheating right now. It's like <laughs> you're staring right at me. There's no reason why you shouldn't be coming for me right now. And you know, I, I try to make sure that I, you know, get myself out of those positions. But you need uh, a taunt button, don't you? Like, you know, put your hand well, up and go, "Come here." <laughs> you you do, but it, it's get like. Over here. Yeah, and I don't know what it would actually do at that point since they already know where you are, you know. <laughs> but you do have like a, a lure button, so you could lure, lure them over. I don't know if it would even work. I should try that next time. Um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, very- so before we move on, I just wanted to uh, uh, mention something that I forgot to mention before starting uh, my section. I was going to talk about briefly, very briefly, some of the free things on PlayStation Plus recently. Mm. Um, I wanted to point out in particular one, two, three, four, five, six, seven themes, free themes. Um, So one is for Horizon Zero Dawn. This is a PlayStation Plus exclusive, so I'm sorry. uh, Those that don't have PlayStation Plus, all the rest aren't PlayStation Plus, so keep listening. Um, But the Horizon Zero Dawn one is pretty nice. It's got a static image, unfortunately, but it's a very nice image. Um, So that's pretty cool. Uh, theme which I can recommend. I don't remember if it has custom music. Um, the Kong theme, uh, Kong Skull Island, the new King Kong film, um, which actually looks quite good. I, I might need to look into that. But um, the theme is pretty good. Uh, dynamic theme of a huge gorilla in your face. Uh, but if that's not something that's going to upset you, it's, it's a pretty good um, theme. And uh, there's custom music, ominous music, and all that. Um, definitely worth checking out if you like giant gorillas for some reason. <laughs> um, another one is ADK Damashi, which I don't really know much about. I think it's like a... Uh, I, no, I don't want to take make a bad guess. <laughs> so what I'm going to say is that there are some retro Japanese games um, and there's custom music and custom icons and all that. Um, so maybe check that out. There are two themes for Nier. Um, they look the same by their icon, but they have completely different custom music, and they both have custom icons. Um, so definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. 
And the last one or the last pair is Atelier Furious um, Custom Theme A, which mm. is available both for PS4 and PS Vita. Very rare to get another free, uh, another Vita theme of any kind, actually, but free yeah. in particular. Very rare to get one. So I actually haven't tried it on my Vita um, because who turns on a Vita anymore? Um, but uh, I've tried it on the PS4 and it's nice. Um, there's a high resolution image for the background. Uh, static um, but still nice and um, custom music and custom images if I remember right mm-hmm. um, other than that for the free stuff some avatars not really worth looking into but a King's Tale Final Fantasy 15 as I mentioned before a full game well a, a small downloadable game no in-app purchases it's just free um, so as we talked about before if, if you like these maps that's free now woo Free stuff. Cool. All right. Um, so I think, you know, we'll just mention Zelda really quick because obviously it's, you know, a lot of people really like it. Uh, I think we all are quite fond of it. Um, I think, you know, the two of you have been playing it pretty religiously. Sound? <laughs> well, I'm still, on the, I'm still on the Great Plateau, so I haven't got very far on it because I was playing about with 1-2-Switch and Snipper Clippers and everything else and, and all well, that. Well, that's because you went and had kids, um, so... Yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah, they've they've had hold of the Joy Cons. Oh, that was the other mm-hmm. thing. I presume you both got it on Switch rather than the Wii U. I got it on Wii U. Ah, so okay. I got it on Switch. Yeah. Um, but uh, just you know, to to keep it short, because really, it's it's not our thing, except that it it sort of, I guess, maybe applies to um, Horizon by proximity, but. Well, it's one of the highest rated games of all time. Mm. So if you're a gamer. It should at least be on the radar. It, Maybe and, you don't like that. But. Absolutely. Um, uh, from what I, I have played, I, I played a good amount, not not a lot, but I've played a, a solid amount of it, and it is a very fun, satisfying game. Uh, it is a pretty game in its own way. Um, and it's a lot harder than you would expect, I think, from a Zelda game. Yes. Um, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, the the puzzles that's are a little bit more um, obscure. Like you get sometimes an idea, like a hint from the the name of the dungeon or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, you know, the currents of time or something, and you're like, oh, well, maybe that has something to do with wind, something, you know. But that's about all you get, um, and it gives you like the full slate to um, mess around uh, with all these different tools to solve these puzzles. But uh, sometimes they're like surprisingly uh, deep and um, mm. do things mm. you wouldn't expect. Yeah, there isn't, yeah, so there isn't those, the constant uh, dialogue that there is in the previous ones, is there, where it literally just feels like you're reading the entire <laughs> game, you know, just yeah. A, 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 yes, read that line, A, yeah, next, next. Yeah. It's mm. just a yeah, book simulator, wasn't it? Some of the other ones, like <laughs> Wind Waker and that lot. So. Yeah. Or, or you don't have someone uh, nagging in your ear. Skyward Sword. I mean, God, there was so much dialogue in that. Um, but yeah, no, it, I mean, it's there is dialogue, but it's spaced out by the open world a lot more. Um, and mm-hmm. and they do have voices now. So um, even though you still never speak, really, uh, there are occasionally parts that are um, actual like uh, voice acted dialogue, which is nice. Mm. Yeah, um, mainly cutscenes. Yeah, mm. and then. Yeah. It works uh, sort of 
pseudo RPG elements into the combat. Um, and so every now and then you'll wander into an area where you shouldn't be and you get smacked once and you're just dead on the spot. And then you come back later and you realize it's because you had four hearts and like one shot from them would normally remove eight. <laughs> well, just... that's the thing. Um, that's what separates it from Skyrim and Fallout for me is that it's open world. I mean, it's generally open world. Um, and it's huge. It's ridiculously yeah. big. Yeah. Uh, like you stand on a tower and you can see as far as the horizon, but on the horizon, you see eight other towers and you know from all of those, the view is going to be as big in those directions. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. But the, um, the thing about the difficulty is I would say, um, it's not hard like the game is set on hard mode. I mean, it's still very possible to play mm. if you go where you're kind of, uh, where you should be at your level of progress. Mm. But you can go to other areas. You can go way off peak and, um, you, uh, can, like you say, you can get killed in one hit, but you can do damage to the enemy. So if you feel up for the challenge, you can go at almost anything. Um, that you dare mm-hmm. and if you're skilled enough to not get hit you can prevail perhaps mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of crazy in that sense uh, also the fact that you don't have a simple upgrade system of your weapons you don't go from um, like crap weapon to like from wooden sword to like rusty sword to metal sword to mm-hmm. master sword like it's not uh, it's not the fact that if you don't have a high enough weapon, you can't fight him. You can fight him with low level weapons, or you can throw all of your weapons at him. Yeah. Um, and come through alive, like maybe severely um, depleted of resources, but you can overcome pretty much anything mm-hmm. that you have the guts to fight. Yeah. Um, and cool. theoretically, I haven't tried. Apparently, you can just go and fight Ganon right from the outset once you've got uh, presumably the, the paraglider. Uh, I heard that too. I tried going to Ganon's castle and it's like a dungeon um, mm-hmm. in that you have to get through it. And that is hard enough in its own. So uh, yeah, I, I would love to see people do speed runs where they dare to go. Um, but I am not that skilled. Yeah. <laughs> my, my one, like, so I'm, I'm loving the game in a lot of ways. My, my, well, I guess two words. One, he, he climbs really friggin' slow. <laughs> yeah. um, he does. Uh, which which drives drives me a, a little bit nuts at times. I want to just like jump up and I'd fall off if I did that. Um, but the other thing well, you that you can jump, but it uses more stamina. So you can use it if you buff your stamina bar a lot, then you can start to jump up every small climb. Yes, because um, you'll have enough. Yep, certainly. Um, the other thing is, um, and, and maybe the, I just haven't figured out the solution to this, but when you fast travel, you can't take your horse with you. And if your horse is too far away, you can't call it. So it's just like, sometimes you want to go to the other end of the map and it's like, well, you can get there, but then you're not going to have a horse and you're going to have to go to a stable or something to get your horse back or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that's true. I mean, I haven't used my horse much because I can just run and climb over anything. So yeah. That kind of negates the need for anything else other than me. Uh, other than Link, obviously, who can go over anything. Um, but I guess the thing, the the way to counter that is getting loads of stables and then... Yeah, I mean, and, and that's eventually what you end up doing is just finding other stables and then you can summon your horse. Um, but it's just, it it's like, it feels like a missed opportunity. It's like, you, you put in this feature so that you can more easily access the map, but to use it, you have to, like, 
hinder how you travel. Um, so I guess, but I mean, I can see the reason why you can't take it to any fast travel because a lot of them are on the top of towers. And if you had a horse like 200 meters up, you're pretty screwed. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. So if you consider the fast travels that are all next to the stables, that is an infrastructure of key fast travels. Um, Certainly. And that's, that's, I think the way to go. I just, um, I, I am, I've explored rather extensively and have only actually come across, I think, two stables at this point. Ah, so there's quite a number more than that. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You just got to, you know, maybe oh, but look out for them because they have a distinctive structure. Yes. Yep. One of those ones where um, you're looking around and I, I, never, I didn't really read anything about the game before starting. And I saw this landmark and I thought, well, I'm going to go check out what that is. And I was glad I did. It's one of those many things in the game that are like that. Mm. Yeah, mm. you just discover it organically on your own. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so for a uh, off-topic game, I think that's quite enough of that. Thanks for joining us. What would you say is akin to that for PlayStation? Oh, <sighs> that type of game? You mean? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably like the Skyrim's and the Fallout. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't right now, climb. right now, it literally yeah. is is Horizon. I mean, that's going to be the the closest thing because it's it shares a lot of elements, um, but it, in some ways, actually, like kind of um, infamous. Um, mm-hmm. sort of yeah, way. that's that's true. Climbing things. Yeah, there's there's a certain level of exploration to it, and mm. um, yeah, I like the infamous series. Yeah, I played those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, but even then, one. even then, realistically, um, Horizon shares way more with Infamous than um, Zelda does. Uh, to to the point where I'm wondering if maybe like the the Decima uh, engine is maybe based on that um, engine. I'm not sure if okay. that's the case, but I assume it has HDR because both Infamous games were patched with HDR immediately. I mean, I don't know. I don't have. Um, uh, okay, my TV wouldn't really. It's it's a little too old for that, but okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, it it is obviously a gorgeous game. But I, I just occasionally I'm playing, I'm, I kind of get this feeling like it's based on on that engine, like a heavily overhauled, but that basic mm. engine. So mm. okay, all right, ah, right. So that is it for us today. Um, it was looking to be kind of short, but um, here we are, two hours later. Uh, uh, I, I think that's maybe appropriate since you uh, haven't heard from us in a few weeks. So hopefully this will um, fulfill any longing or uh, withdrawal symptoms or anything like that. Um, Obviously we will endeavor to be back next week. um, And until then um, we'll see you soon. Bye. See you around. See ya.